Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 8.09 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in Southern Ontario. It is the 19th of February, and it is also Family Day, a holiday here in Ontario. Provincially, not federally. Good morning and thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada, of the Truckers Podcast, FYI. Yeah, so today is family day here in Ontario, Canada. It is, it is a provincial um, holiday, not a federal holiday. So federal workers will be going to work. And provincially... Um, like gas stations will be open, you know, restaurants will be open, movie theaters will be open. Um, we got free public skating if you want to go do that. Um, grocery stores, you know, across, uh, across uh, the province and in cities will be closed today. So if you didn't get your shopping done yesterday, well, I guess you're going to have to wait until tomorrow. So one thing I like to do um, when I'm doing a podcast is doing as much research on a topic as I possibly can. And cross-referencing research, you know, to get as close to a definite answer as I possibly can. And looking for the truth. And, you know, doing fact checks, you know, to, to to find the answers. You know, so I'm sure you probably heard of the carnivore diet. It's controversial. People out there claim that it's got a lot of great health benefits. Now, the carnivore diet is just eating animal products and nothing else. So it's your it's your your red meat, your chicken, your pork, your sausages, your hot dogs, and 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 so on, right? Nothing else. Now, people claim that you know, just eating animal products. had beneficial health outcomes for them. Two people in particular that come to mind is uh, Jordan Peterson, who is a, uh, a clinical uh, psychiatrist 
here in Ontario, Canada. Well, he has the license. He doesn't practice or teach it anymore. And his, and his daughter, Michaela Peterson, are so pro on this, uh, on this carnivore diet. And then there's other, other people out there, other uh, doctors um, who are promoting this, this carnivore diet. And then if you go on YouTube, if you go on YouTube and you just, you just search carnivore diets, I mean, it's just, <clears throat> it's just going to flood. It's going to overflow right out of your laptop. So doctors like, like, uh, Dr. Neil, uh, Bedard, uh, Dr. Joel Furman, just to name a couple, they've been doctors their entire lives. They've done um, multiple studies and I'm not, you know, doing case studies or observational studies or, or whatever the case may be. They've been doing these studies on nutrition for over 30 years. And they conduct these studies. They don't do they don't do this six to eight week study. Then come up to up come with up come with a conclusion. No, they do these studies over twenty years. I think it's Dr. Neil Bernard who has uh, the book out there. Eat eat to beat disease. And there seems to be, you know, um, conflict when it when it comes to, you know, just eating animal products on a daily basis, excluding every other f uh, food item out there, like all your vegetables and fruits. Carnivore diets don't eat any of that stuff. Right? They'll, they'll eat a steak in, in the morning for breakfast with salt and water, a steak for lunch with salt and water, a steak for dinner with salt and water. This is all they eat. Claiming it has great health benefits. Um, Michaela Peterson, Jordan Peterson's daughter, claimed that eating the carnivore diet, it cured her osteosporosis. Others claim it cured their arthritis. Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, Michaela's father, claimed that it, it, it uh, helped them um, Clear up, clear up his manic depressant. You know, there's others out there that that you know, it you know people out there on the camera. Oh, it improved my 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 heart health. It lowered my cholesterol, my LDLs. Red meat and processed meat 
linked to increased risks of heart disease. And this is from uh, the Oxford study. Globally, coronary heart disease caused by narrowed arteries that supply the heart with blood claim nearly 9 million lives each year, the largest of any disease and present and present a huge burden to health systems until now has been unclear whether eating meat increases the risk of heart disease, heart disease, and if this varies for different kinds of meat. So these researchers at the University of Oxford's um, Newfield Department of Population Health have conducted the largest system, systemic review of the prospective evidence to date, including 13 cohort studies involving over 1.4 million people. And the study participants completed detailed dietary assessments. Their health was tracked um, for up to 30 years. And the results were published um, today in the critical views of, of food science and nutrition. And overall, the evidence from, the, from, from this indicated that each 50 grams a day higher intake of processed meat, like bacon, ham, sausages, increase the risk of coronary heart disease by 18%. Each 50 grams a day higher intake of unprocessed red meat, such as beef, lamb, and pork, increase the risk of coronary heart disease by 9%. The findings of the high content of saturated fat in red meat and of sodium, salt, and processed meat, high intakes of saturated fat increase levels of harm, harmful low-density lipoprotein, the LDL cholesterol, excessive salt consumption raises blood pressure. So they had, and then the previous work from the same research team also indicate that even moderate intake of red, red and processed meats are associated with increased risk of bowel cancer. And these are doctors. This one doctor, Karen uh, Papier, she's the co-lead author of this study. Red meat and processed meat have been consistently linked with bowel cancer and, and that their findings suggest an additional role in heart disease. Therefore, current recommendations to limit red meat and processed meats consumption may also assist with the prevention of coronary heart disease. Currently in the United Kingdom, about 10 in 100 people would be expected to eventually die from coronary heart disease based on the findings from the present study and current red meat processed meat intakes in the United Kingdom. If all these 100 people reduce their unprocessed red meat intake by three quarters, for example, from four times a week to one time a week, if they stopped consuming processed meat altogether, deaths from coronary heart disease would decrease from 10 in 100 down to 9 in 100. What would that do if they just eliminated processed meats and red meats altogether? 
Now, another study came. I just I was just reading this this morning, and uh, it was um, it was shocking, actually. This study, this study finds cutting back on red meat has little impact on health. This was a major Canadian-led study. Finds there's no need to cut down red and processed red meat consumption. They're saying that most people could continue to eat red meat, processed meat as they do now. So there was a panel of international scientists led by researchers at the Dalhousie and McMahon universities reviewed the evidence and have recommended that most adults should continue to eat their current levels of red meat and processed meat. The researchers performed four Systematic reviews focus on randomized controlled trials and observational studies looking at the impact of red meat and processed meats consumption on, on, on the cardiometabolical and cancer outcomes. And in one review of 12 trials with 54,000 people, the researchers did not find statistically significant or any important association between meat consumption and the risk of heart disease, diabetes, or cancer. In three systematic reviews of cohort studies followed millions of people, a very small reduction in risk of risk among those who had three fewer servings of red meat or processed meats a week, but the association was uncertain. And then the authors did a fifth review looking at people's attitudes and health-related values around eating red meat and processed meats. They found people eat meat because they see it as healthy. They like to taste. And they are reluctant to change their diet. This is not just another study on red meat, processed meat, but a series of high quality systematic reviews resulting in the recommendations. So they think that this is a far more worse, transparent, robust and reliable, he said. So then, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, with all the research that's been conducted over decades, by nutritionists, you know, like um, Dr. Neil Bernard and um, other doctors, nutritionists. And then I come across another article It was written by the Washington Post. The 
the red meat study and the same study that I just talked to you about. Um, the red meat has ties to programs partly backed by the beef industry. It's failed to mention this. And, I was, and when I was reading that first article, the one I just read you, thinking to myself, now nah, the, 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 the beef industry has to be involved in this one way or the other. Because they only want the answers they're looking for. So this nutrition research group, what I just talked about here in Canada, the recent study drew heavy attention for downplaying the risk of red meat and has, and, and has received funding from a university program partly backed by the beef industry. The study in well-known respected uh, of in internal medicine rocked the nutrition role by suggesting that negative health effects of red meat and processed meat have been overstated. And the international group of researchers headed by Bradley C. Johnson, Dr. Bradley C. Johnson of Dalhousie University in Canada concluded that warnings link linking meat consumption to heart disease and cancers are not backed by good scientific evidence. And the group which calls itself the, the, um, the, the, uh, nutri, the nutri, uh, uh, recs recommend that meat eaters continue their current levels of consumption, but undisclosed in the study was that this consortium of about 20 researchers has also formed a partnership with an arm of Texas A&M University partially funded by the beef industry. And the omission to the latest twist on the ongoing debate about how much researchers ought to disclose to the public about potential conflicts of interest. So back in, uh, in April, um, Johnson announced that the agricultural and the life science program at Texas A&M would join the consortium and provide generous support. And the AgriLife includes a beef cattle teaching program, educational workshop for cattle ranchers, promotion of Texas beef, beef to consumers, the Texas beef checkoff program, and industry marketing arm paid for the cattle ranchers themselves has funded a number of the AgriLife studies. And so I was thinking to myself, like, there's, you know, um, how, how could anybody, you know, go on this carnivore diet and just eat animal products three times a day with, with no other nutrition? You know, so this AgriLife 
also has done 170 million research in 2019. 4.5 million in beef, half of that from federal sources like the USDA, and the other half from in industry groups. But he, so Johnson, you know, he did not respond to questions about any beef industry connections, but defended the study as providing critical information for people about the health consequences of eating meat. And he says, I hope you can focus on the bigger picture, including that science and what the public should know about red and processed meats so that you can make their own decisions. He said in via email, you might also look at the intellectual and financial conflicts, you know, of our adversaries. But the critics also argue that that the connection should have been disclosed, and he should have disclosed it. When you have the beef industry involved in a research, and and this doctor just makes these claims without disclosing that in fact the, the beef industry did. pay, if not for all, for some of this research. Now, Red and processed meats linked to heart disease. Mega study says. So, you know, here we already have a conflict of interest. One, one study telling you that there is no went to heart disease or cancers or diabetes because of consuming um, processed meats and red meats. Then you have studies, red and processed meats linked to heart disease, diabetes, colon cancer. Eating beef, lamb, pork, and processed meats will increase your risk of coronary heart disease later in life, according to a new meta-analyst of studies on over 1.4 million people who were followed for 30 years. So how long did that study go on at, at McMaster and Dalhousie Universities here in, here in Canada? Was it a six-week study, an eight-week study, a two-year study, a 10-year study? Now we're talking, we were followed for 30 years. So 
will increase your risk of coronary heart disease, also called coronary artery disease. The condition is a leading cause of death and dis a disability globally. It, it develops with its fatty deposits of cholesterol create plaque buildup in the walls of the arteries that supply blood to the heart. So the risk of coronary heart disease increased as the amount of meat increased, according to the study published in the Journal of the Critical Reviews in Food Science and Nutrition. So for each 1.7 ounce or 50 grams of beef, lamb, and pork eaten, the risk of coronary heart disease rose 9%. A recommended serving of meat is about 3 ounces, 85 grams, about the size of a bar of soap or a deck of cards. So for each 1.7 ounces, 50 grams of processed meat, such as bacon, ham, and sausage that were eaten, the risk rose by 18%. Processed meat appears to be, to be worse for, for the coronary heart disease. And this is in line with it has been found in for bowel cancer, where processed meats have been shown to be associated with higher increased uh, risk in than red meat. So 9-18% doesn't sound like much of a risk. But you might want to consider a few people eat less than two ounces of rear meat or processed meat at any meal. So take a restaurant dinner at a typical cut of beef as an example. Um, um, fillets or sirloin strip or ribeye steaks eaten at a steakhouse can weigh between 9 to 12 ounces. So it's 255 to 345 grams. That means you could easily consume about 5 to 7 ounces, 142 to 198 grams of beef in a single meal. And did you have bacon for breakfast? Your risk is even higher. And you go through McDonald's drive through and, and, and get the bacon and egg and sausage um, sandwich, along with your deep fried hash brown. And what did you have for lunch? Did you just go to the corner restaurant and have a salad? Or did you sit down there and, and uh, you know, run over to Burger King this time and, and had a Whopper, large fries and a Coca-Cola? You know, the North American diet is just horrible. It really is. I was reading an article the other day, and uh, here in the city that I reside in, um, there's going to be a, a small plaza uh, built on a floodplain, city okayed it, and they're going to put in another McDonald's. And like the city really, really needs another McDonald's. Seriously. Now, so what, what, what they're saying here is that, okay, not everybody is going to stop eating animals, obviously. 
cut back on how much, you know, processed meat that you eat, red meat that you eat, you know, eating a, 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 a steak no bigger than a bar of soap once a week, twice a week. I mean, there's so many, you know, different varieties of, of, of healthy foods out there for us to consume. Not having, you know, the meat and potato diet that we all grew up on every single day. Switch to a plant-based diet. Studies have shown the best diets to follow to reduce risk of heart disease are plant-based. And, and, and rankings for best diet for, for heart health. The Mediterranean diet tied with the DASH diet and the Amish diet for top honors and best um, held heart uh, uh, for, 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 for the healthy heart. So the Mediterranean diet took the gold medal for overall best diet in 2021 ranking. Such high uh, <clears throat> accolades are not surprising as numerous studies have found that Mediterranean diet can, can reduce the risk of diabetes, high cholesterol, dementia, memory loss, depression, and breast cancer. And the Mediterranean Diet region also has been linked to stronger bones, healthier heart, and longer life. And the diet features simple plant-based cooking with the majority of each meal focused on fruits and vegetables, whole grains, beans, and seeds with a few nuts and heavy emphasis on extra virgin olive oil. Say goodbye to refined sugar and flour except on rare occasions. Fats other than olive oil, such as butter, are consumed rarely, if at all. Meat can make a rare appearance, usually to flavor a dish instead of meals. May include eggs, dairy, poultry, but in much smaller portions. To me, dairy is scary. So there's one idea. You can just totally just go plant-based, vegan. Of course, not everybody's going to do that. You know, everybody likes that that lean cut of beef or or, or chicken or pork. You know, eating it medium raw. Now, so
this one here was another one. So this internal medicine um, issues a correction about researchers undisclosed con conflict of interest, right? Linking the chief researcher to the media industry. You know, again, with that Dalhousie McMaster study on Redmi. So, you know, things that we can do, obviously, is if at any time, you know, you feel you want to, you know, change up your diet or, you know, you, you want to, you want to go, um, vegan or whatever the case may be, it's always important to talk to, um, Talk to your doctor. What is the best plan for you? You may have underlying health conditions. Maybe you know that you do. Maybe you're on medications for high blood pressure. Maybe you're on medications to lower cholesterol. Maybe you're diabetic. You know, maybe you already been diagnosed with heart disease, liver disease, kidney disease, colon cancer. You have to follow your doctor. But you can make informed decisions too by talking with your doctor. You know what I don't, what I don't uh, particularly like is when when people um, spread disinformation. And people who get out get out on, onto the on, onto these uh, social platforms that are so readily available to us. And spread this and spread this information. There is, and I and I just kept looking and looking and looking up stuff. You know, there is no scientific evidence pointing um, to the uh, uh, accounts by, you know. Dr. Jordan Peterson and, and his daughter, Michaela Peterson, you know, and others out there, you know, claiming that just eating the carnivore diet um, solved their health problems. There's no scientific, scientific evidence pointing in that direction. 
mean, you can go on there yourself. And, and uh, there was uh, um, another uh, there was there was a doctor um, who had lost his license. You know, over promoting this this carnivore diet. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even attempt to try it. I wouldn't even bother going to my doctor and say, "Hey, look, I found all this information on the internet about this carnivore diet and all of its benefits and everything like this. What do you think about that?" And I'm pretty sure my doctor is going to tell me that I'm absolutely crazy. I can't see a doctor in, in, in the right mind sitting down in front of you and saying, oh, yeah, the carnivore diet is just what you need. Unless he's a real quack and say, yeah, this is what you need so I can write you more prescriptions. No doctor's going to tell you that the carnivore diet is safe. But they shouldn't anyways. But there are quacks out there that, that would just say, hey, let's do this so I can, you know, get out my prescription pad and, and write the prescription for lower your, your cholesterol. You know, oh, I'm going to have to put you on, on insulin now. Go ahead and keep eating eating fucking McDonald's and everything else all day long, too, while you're at it. You know, I'm 60. I'm 60, and, and, I, and I tell you right now, over the last three years, I do not eat potato chips. I do not eat cookies. I do not eat pastries. I do not eat donuts. I do not... Um, um, eat uh, white bread or just what they call it, just with uh, brown bread. I don't eat, you know, all that sugary cereal. And I've drastically reduced my intake of animal products. That's just me. That was my choice. Being a long haul trucker back in the day, I had a really poor diet like everybody else or like most people. running around all day, trying to get the deliveries off, trying to get the pickups on, getting to the truck stop at, at, at a earliest convenience times I possibly could so I'm not too late that I'm able to find a parking spot, grab my bag, go and have a shower, and then I'm tired, I'm hungry, I need something really quick. What's available to me? Pizza and chicken wings. McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. I was game. 
because I needed it now. I wasn't going to go in, you know, go into the Flying J truck stop and, you know, sit down there in the restaurant, order something off the menu and still have to sit there for another 15, 20 minutes waiting for them to cook and bring it to my table. No, they had it all really made for me when I walked in the door. They had hamburgers out there. They had pizza out there. They had chicken wings out there. Well, right next door was McDonald's or, or Burger King or Wendy's. Really convenient. Yeah, so I was guilty eating all that all that crap every single day. Not anymore. Even um, alcohol studies have come out that alcohol. Um, can cause cancer and and the the alcohol intake you know what 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 you should be really drinking you know once a week twice a week one beer a day or, or whatever the case whether it's wine or, or spritz or, or whatever the case may be the best level of alcohol is no level of alcohol zero and even you know the uh, the microbreweries out there um, and even the, 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 the big breweries out there are making non-alcoholic beverages Corona Heineken 0% alcohol tastes like a Heineken tastes like a Heine tastes like a Corona But everybody, you know, with it's habits that we have. I mean, unfortunately, there, there, there's people who are alcoholics. It's unfortunate. You know, they say, don't do drugs. Well, there's drug addicts out there. What does alcohol do to the liver? Fatty liver, sclerosis of the liver. What does smoking, what does smoking do to the body? Well, smoking affects every single organ in the body. You know, so going back to red meat and processed meats, you know, what I just, you know, what I talked to you about, you know, each 50, each 50 gram uh, a day higher intake of processed meats such as bacon, ham, and, and sausages increase the risk of coronary heart disease by 18%. Each 50 grams a day higher intake of processed, uh, processed red meats such as beef, lamb, and pork increase the, the risk of coronary heart disease by 9%. You know, you can go to McDonald's and get a, a Big Mac, a large fries, and a Coca-Cola, and you probably just sat down there and you just had 1,800 calories. 
for for a male, an average size male, a calorie intake shouldn't be more than two thousand. Children need more calories, but adults, you know, you more like a level off. Okay, so at, at lunchtime you just had your your Big Mac, large rice, and Coca Cola at McDonald's, roughly around eighteen hundred calories. And then on your way home, your wife calls you to pick up a three meat pizza. And then at seven o'clock, your favorite sporting event goes on, but you don't feel like getting out of your out of your chair, so you call Uber Eats. You know how many calories did you just put you put yourself into? Oh, I didn't mention breakfast. You know that breakfast egg sandwich that you just had. McDonald's for lunch and your pizza for dinner, and then whatever else you ordered at seven o'clock because hockey's on or football's on or baseball's on or something's on, you know, a good movie's on, and you potentially just put it in twenty five hundred to to, to three thousand calories before eight o'clock at night, and then they went away having an obesity problem in 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 North America. When we have problems with 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 with, uh, with heart disease, diabetes, I mean, is 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 life too fast paced that you know we don't have time to to sit down and really think about things? Do we have to have the meat and potato diet seven days a week? No, we do not. When was the last time, maybe yourself and in, in, in your families or, or whatever the case, when was the last time that you we're with family and, and you took the time to make a nutritional meal, excluding red meat, animal products. So all kinds of, of, of healthy healthy foods out there that give you the same protein intake as what meat does and vitamins and minerals. No, we can't be you know, like for like like for myself, you know, cutting all that stuff out that I told you that I had cut out, you know, um, like I'm uh, I'm 60, so I mean, how many people um, do you know, you know, who is 60, you know, be, you know, let's say just between the ages of 60 to 70, how many people do you know who aren't on any medications for cholesterol, 
for diabetes. High blood pressure, are they on medications for that? I'm not on any medications and my plan is not to be. And hopefully I can keep it that way. Medication, you know, to me, is just a band-aid. Just to maybe give you a few extra years. Because doctors, and a lot of doctors out there, I'm not going to say most doctors or every doctor, you know, it's like that, isn't going to treat you with nutrition. They're going to get that prescription book out and they're going to write you prescriptions. Pharmaceuticals are going to keep paying for studies. Government's going to keep giving pharmaceuticals money. Doctors are going to keep them in business. And they're going to keep writing you prescriptions. I was watching a program on nutrition like that a few weeks ago. And at the end of the program, I'm here in North America or even part of the program here in North America that it's illegal for doctors to treat their patients with nutrition. They have to treat you with medication. They'll give you your pills that you have to take. My doctor told me years ago, um, just lower your intake of potato chips, lower your intake of, of cookies and donuts and all this kind of stuff. Didn't say it by how much, you know, instead of having, having six cookies in one sitting, have five cookies, you know, didn't say that either, but I'm not telling you to do that either. No, but here, here's medication. No, don't change, don't change nothing. Here's your medication. How things gonna look in, in, in a few years from now, I don't know. I mean, look at the look at the cost of groceries. You know, look at the cost of, you know, the healthy going to the grocery store and you go all all through the all your vegetables. You know, all, all, all your grains, all your fibers that you need. But the ultra, the ultra processed foods are less expensive. So people are going to beeline for that because they can't go to the meat counter and get their chicken, get their pork, get their beef. 
you know, because a six ounce steak now costs $25. No, they're going to go say, okay, well, I need hamburger. Well, you know, I'm going to go into the frozen department there and buy a box of hamburgers, but it's only got maybe, you know, less than 18% of, of, of meat in it. Ever read the ingredients on that stuff? Hey, and don't worry, I was guilty of eating that stuff too. So do research. Try to do as much research as you can. Fact check things when it when it comes to nutrition. Talk to your healthcare professional professional about what is best for you. Because remember your your health is on you. But always consult your your, your physician, you know about what you what changes that you potentially want to make in your diet. And that's where you want to start. Just go talk to your doctor. I can't give you advice. I'm not a doctor. I can just tell you to go talk to your doctor. Go talk to your doctor if you want advice. I'm just talking to you here about what the findings are and then the conflict of interest and the conflict of these studies. But a couple books you may want to buy, too, is one by Dr. Neil uh, Bedard, is Eat to Eat to Beat Disease. And um, what was this other um, doctor's name here? Let me bring this up here. So one is Dr. Neil Bedard. Um... You won't hear this, but I will. Oops, why is that doing that? Uh, oh, Dr. Joe Furman. Um, he, he's a nutritionist and he has been um, all, all his career. Um, so there's a video on, on YouTube. You can watch this video on YouTube. Do, uh, it's called Do High Animal Protein, Protein Diets Cause Early Death? The Nutritionist Diet, Dr. Joel Furman. Um, it is approximately uh, 16 and a half minutes. Of course, uh, Doctor, you can look up Dr. Neil Bedard as well and um, Eat for Life is a book uh, by Dr. Furman you can get that you can get that on Amazon at your local bookstore and same with Dr. Neil Bedard you can get his books on 
you know, eat the deep disease, you can get it on Amazon, not your local bookstore. Take a look at a couple of these books. I mean, these, these, these two doctors, I mean, they, they've been doing these studies for over 30 years. They're doctors. You know, they, they, they went off the norm of, you know, writing people prescriptions every, for every problem that you have, you know, to, to, to going and doing real research on nutrition. So those two you may want to check out. That's entirely up to you. But I want to thank you for joining me this morning here on the Truckers Podcast. FYI, it is a rare Monday morning that I'm out here actually doing a show. I'm only out here doing the show today because I have the day off because it's family day across Ontario. It's a, a provincial holiday. Not a federal holiday, but company gave us the day off to spend time with family. Call it family day. So that's what I'm going to go do now. Spend time with family. So generally, you know, I mean, I work Monday to Friday and um, generally just doing my podcast on weekends. So Sunday mornings. Um, but I want to get, I, I, I was for a, a long time doing Saturday and Sunday mornings. Um, but things happened um, last year um, that just threw me, threw me for a loop. And, you know, set me back a few steps. And that was the passing of our father, you know, and um, it took me a long time and still is, you know, it's still is affecting me, but, you know, I'm getting better. So I want to start implementing my Saturdays back and doing my show again, Saturday mornings at eight o'clock in the morning and Sunday mornings at eight o'clock in the morning. So, but um, yeah, like I said, I'm only out here because I have the day off, but, um, yeah, other than that, um, as for right now, um, the show will go on next Sunday. And like I say, I'm still, um, contemplating whether we're going to do a Saturday morning show or not. If I do, I mean, if you're following me and, and I post up the show, I'm pretty sure you get a notification that, you know, the Truckers Podcast FYS scheduled for such and such a day and time. So, um, if I did put up a show for this coming Saturday, then, you know, if you're following me, you know, I'm pretty sure you would get that notification. But stick with, stick with the Sunday for sure. You'll see that notification come up for next Sunday. Um, to do to do a show because I mean through the weekdays Monday to Friday and the hours that I put in you know I'm a local truck driver now I don't do long haul trucking anymore but I still put in anywhere from 12 to 14 hours a day 
So for me to do a podcast Monday through Friday or even any other weeknight or stuff like that, you know, I mean, by the time I get home, I want to get cleaned up. I want to eat. And then fatigue starts to set in. And you can't concentrate very well when fatigue starts setting in. You start getting tired, right? So that's why I don't do weekday shows or, or, or week evening shows or, or whatever the case may be um, do it on the weekends and get a good night's sleep and be fresh in the morning with a coffee in my hand come out here to talk to you so I appreciate you coming on my show um, thank you for that and until the next time we meet enjoy the rest of your day your day Enjoy the rest of your week and take care, be safe, and thank you.